Welcome back to the HisCall Technology Podcast. This is your host, Chuck. We're going to get back to our conversation today with Rich Katroki from Mutari Software. During the first part of our conversation, Rich discussed Mutari's spam filter to solve a really big problem for businesses. If you missed that conversation, check out episode 20 of the podcast. It's been really interesting to hear from listeners how they have been impacted by spam callers. As we continue the conversation today, we get into the technical details and requirements to stop spam and robocalls from interrupting your business. If you enjoy this episode, it would really mean the world to me if you would give us a positive rating and leave some feedback on your favorite podcast app. This will help other listeners find the podcast. Thanks once again for joining. Welcome to the His Call Technology Podcast, where we are communicating tomorrow's business needs today. From just outside Nashville, Tennessee, join His Call as we discuss all things telephony, data, and infrastructure related to business leaders. Here we go. We're talking about a multi billion dollar problem for business and nobody nobody except Utari is addressing it so rich how does a company know how are they identifying the impact the number of calls that they're having per day now that's an excellent question there's two ways of doing it one is to just set up our system we'll do it for free basically we'll install it put it in and we'll run it The uh, system really has three aspects to it. We have the ability for the enterprise to set up their own white and black lists. So if you have a list of callers that are known to be annoying or known to be abusive, go ahead and block them. It's really simple to do. Uh, The second piece is we overlay the Nomo Robo database. As of this morning, they had 2.1 million numbers in their database of known robocallers. These are bad actors from contact centers in India and the Philippines and China, uh, even here in the United States. I mentioned that they block all sorts of robocalls, including political calls, but these are all annoying calls. And then the most important part, the third leg of the stool, is we have developed our own proprietary way to identify spoofed calls. And this is the biggest problem in the United States today. Mm -hmm. There's absolutely no way to determine the difference between a real caller ID that's owned by the organization that's calling you or the entity that's calling you and a spoof caller ID. There's just no way to tell the difference. So what we do at Mutari is we've developed a proprietary algorithm we use pattern recognition and we look at the velocity of the calls that are coming into your your organization and we look at the phone numbers that are coming in so the way spoof calls typically work is they'll spoof the first six seven digits of your company's telephone number and we know based on looking at your phone records and looking at the invitations that come in over sip what your natural rate of phone calls is when we see a spike come in and we see that the telephone numbers that are calling in, the inbound calls, are matching those numbers that you own typically in your DID range, we know instantly that many, if not all of those calls, 
are spoof calls. They're robocalls. And this is that contact center. What they're doing is they're dialing all the telephone numbers in sequence. And if you look at any particular NPA and NNX, so the area code and the exchange, you've got 10,000 telephone numbers in any given area code in exchange. And they're calling all 10,000. And when they're done with the first 10,000, they call the next 10,000. So they're going through. We recognize the pattern. We'll grab the call at that point in time and we'll send it to a voice captcha. And what the voice captcha does is it will answer the call and perform a reverse Turing test. What we're going to do is separate the bots from the people. So the captcha will answer the call and say, thanks for calling Mutari. To proceed with your call, press 22 now. Now a bot will fail that test. It won't know what to do. A human will, so the human presses 22, they can move on and complete their call and, and get passed on to the called party. The bot won't. And the CAPTCHA is smart enough that we randomize it so that the next caller might hear, thanks for calling Mutari, press 1-2 now to continue your call. So between the different whitelists, blacklists, the dynamic list with Nomo Robo, and our ability to spot patterns in inbound calls, we're able to dramatically reduce the number of spam calls and robocalls coming into your organization. And what we'll do is we'll block those calls. So for example, let's say they're on the NOMO robocall list or they're on your blacklist. We'll simply drop the call. We'll send the carrier a 403 or a 603 response, which tells the carrier forbidden. The call then dies in the network. So the caller, if there were a caller on the end of the call, would either hear a fast busy, they would be disconnected and hear nothing, or they might hear a network recording that would say, we're sorry, the number you have dialed is not in service. And this is good because it kind of trains the robocallers not to call your number anymore. So over time, the more you use the spam filter, the fewer spam calls you'll get. It's really ingenious. It really is very clever. You've mentioned a couple of things that I would like to dig into a little deeper. You've, you've mentioned SIP a couple of times. You mentioned mm -hmm. some SIP responses. And so let's talk a little bit about the requirements. What is required from a customer to be able to utilize the spam filter? That's an excellent question. I'm glad you asked it. The setup is very simple. You need SIP. The SIP protocol, the session initiation protocol, is just another internet protocol. It's a variation of voice over IP. So you have the internet coming into your organization. It's going to terminate into a session border controller, an SBC. Think of it as the cop at the edge of your network, keeping the bad guys out and letting the calls in. Your session border controller is going to be configured using weighted AB routing. Our solution is going to consist of two servers that uh, they're virtual servers that you spin up. We install the software and all the all of the brains, all of the uh, code that I've just talked about is on these two servers. One is a proxy server that kind of handles the SIP invitations coming in. Mm -hmm. And the second is the brains of the operation, the Mutari voice server, where all of the rules live. So this is where the uh, where we'll go out to the Nomo Robo call database, your white and black lists, and the neighbor spoof detection all resides in that second server. So what happens is when an invitation comes in from the carrier, 
It hits the SBC. The SBC sends that invitation to our proxy server. Our proxy server runs an API in the background talking to the Mutari voice server where all those rules are. And within 300 milliseconds, it makes a decision. And the decision is going to be to drop the call, pass the call, divert the call someplace, for example, the voice capture, or you can divert it to someplace else. You can divert it to an IVR, you can divert it to voicemail and basically deal with it. And the key is stop the spam before it rings your telephone, because once your phone rings, the damage is done. The smartest person in the world is going to hear the phone ring. They're going to stop whatever it is they're doing. They're going to look down at the caller ID. And we're smart. We're in the telecommunications industry. We know it's a spam call. So what do we do? We let it cover to voicemail, right? That's right. Unfortunately, the damage is done. (laughs) You've stopped what you're doing. (laughs) You've been interrupted. You know, let's say you're an accountant. You're doing the June view for the CEO. You've got your ERP open, a million spreadsheets. You've got your uh, CRM is open. You're getting everything together. You've got 40 emails out to your staff, getting all sorts of information so that the CEO can go ahead and give the June view to the shareholders. You are in the work zone. You are really producing. You're ready to go. All of a sudden, that phone rings. Boom. You're distracted. You look down. 23 minutes to recover from that, by the way. But let's just say, again, you're smart. It's one minute. You look back up and you say, what was I doing? And now you see that there's an email that's come in. There's a a Teams message for you. You, There's a a SMS text message from your wife asking you to bring stuff home for dinner. You are now completely off the rails. (laughs) All that because of a robocall. We stop that by intercepting that call before it ever rings and dealing with it. And that SIP technology that we're talking about is essential. And it's, and it's not just the telephone number that we look at. We have access to everything in that invitation. We can look at the IP address for the originating call, the P asserted identity. We look at the called party, the caller ID, all of that. And in that 300 milliseconds, we're able to use all of that data to determine whether or not this is a spam call and then deal with it. And we could do this at enterprise scale. We can handle over 150 invitations per second. Wow. We work with carriers that, that don't hit that type of volume. So this is a, this is a premise-based solution. Those servers you talked about, those two servers, the proxy server and the voice server, they're provided by the customer deployed on their network. Yes. Uh, and I'm glad you asked that question because the beautiful part about SIP is, remember, this is internet protocol. So in today's world, most of what we're doing is deployed on-premise. However, the world is changing very rapidly, and we see many of our clients are moving towards hosted solutions, cloud solutions. So they, uh, I would say probably 80% of our customers are on-prem. Almost 100% of the spam filter customers are on-prem. But about 10% of our customer base we see moving to the cloud each year. Because this is SIP and it works basically on the private side of an SBC, Mm -hmm. while today we're deploying it on-prem, there's nothing stopping us from deploying this in anyone's network. So this can go in a private cloud, public cloud, hybrid cloud, literally anywhere there's an SBC, 
you can go ahead and put the spam filter. In fact, I'm talking right now with four different carriers who want to use our technology because they don't want to have to build something to block it. And they like the fact that we're putting the customer in control because they don't want to be the bad guys blocking calls. Could you imagine if you're AT&T or Verizon and you block a call by mistake from a patient? Mm Mm-hmm calling a hospital and you keep blocking them oh, yeah. because <laughs> because the shake and stir score didn't <laughs> didn't come in the way you wanted it. And this person was having a heart attack. They've just been released from the hospital after triple bypass and they're experiencing chest pain. And they're just calling the clinic to see if they should go to the ER or if they should come back to the clinic. But they keep getting hung up on because AT&T is dropping them in the network. That's a lawsuit waiting to happen. So the carriers don't want any of this liability. And they're looking at us saying, you know, we like your approach because you're putting the systems administrator in control. They determine the rules. They determine what's whitelisted, what's blacklisted, how a robocall gets handled. And the ultimate do no harm safety feature is the voice CAPTCHA. Nobody has this technology available today. In fact, we have patents pending on all of this right now. We believe that we will be the absolute leader in this space. We just went GA in July. I'm guessing by next July, we will absolutely have a 90 to 100% market share within the enterprise. There's lots of solutions for cell phones. This is the only real solution for the enterprise. You mentioned putting it in the hands of the administrator. The spam filter includes the control panel to to manage the white list and the black list that you talked about. Um, what about reporting? We have extensive reporting. Usually companies are looking to get an ROI and they want numbers. They want key performance indicators to see what they're doing. So when we built the system, we built it up front to log every single call. Everything we do, every piece of work that we do with the system is logged, and those logs are converted into reports. So you can get visual reports, dashboards, you can see tables, all of the work that's been done, whether the call was blocked, why it was blocked, a robocall, blacklist, why it was passed, it wasn't on a list, it was whitelisted, et cetera, what the caption may have done. And you could take all of that information and not only look at it and see it visually, you can export it as a CSV file and put it into any analysis program that you're looking at. In fact, one of the things that we have on our roadmap is we're adding artificial intelligence uh, as well as machine learning, which will be coming out uh, pretty much first quarter of next year. This is based on the information that we're able to get from that voice CAPTCHA, and that allows us to fine-tune your results for your enterprise, specifically to your enterprise, so that we can go ahead using artificial intelligence and machine learning to get ahead of the bad guys that are attacking your enterprise because not all enterprises are the same. The needs of a hospital may be very different than the needs of, for example, a computer manufacturer in California. And the types of scam artists and people that are attacking a hospital will be very different than the types of people that, for example, are trying to attack Apple computer. Well, sure, that makes me ask the question, Are there specific verticals that are targeted more than others? Are are there 
you know, industries that will find themselves having more of a problem with this than, than others? Absolutely. There's two types of spammers that are out there. There are the um, indiscriminate spammers. Those are the ones, remember I said they're calling all 10,000 numbers in, a, uh, in an exchange. And then you have those that are targeting very specific industries. One of the big ones that we see happening are spammers that are targeting hospitals. And they're actually calling, this is just disgusting, they're calling patient rooms that have DIDs and they're trying to sell them health insurance. So think about this. Hmm. You've, you're in the hospital. You've just had major surgery. Let's say you've had a procedure done. You've gone through major surgery. You're recovering. You're in the hospital. You're worried about so many things. One of which is how are you going to pay for all this? You've got your health care insurance, but it doesn't cover everything. Phone rings and Lo and behold, there is somebody on the other end of the line, a robocall saying, please hold to learn about the latest insurance coverage we have for you. An agent comes on and says, we have you covered for healthcare. You're 100% covered. All you need to do is sign up right now. If you have a credit card handy, we'll go ahead and we'll sign you up and you're fully covered for your entire procedure. It's a scam. The whole thing is a scam. But sure, you're yeah. sitting there, you're under anesthesia or whatever, you've got pain meds, you're not thinking right, and you're worried as it is, and suddenly here, are, here is the answer to all of your financial questions. Of course, you're going to get a certain number of people to sign up for that. Mm-hmm. And so healthcare is one of those verticals that gets disproportionately attacked, and they're attacking patients in their rooms. We're seeing continuing care communities where you have older people that are retired. They tend to answer the phone. They're lonelier. Remember, I mentioned my mom earlier. They, they kind of fall into that same profile. Well, these are organizations that are providing phone service for their residents, and the residents are getting scammed. So we're seeing a lot of it in healthcare. But we are seeing it across the board. We're working with a major defense contractor, one of the largest in the country, and they are getting about 20% of the phone calls coming into the defense contractor are spam. Some are some of those spam calls are just the, the normal scam calls that you would see, but some of them are socially engineered to actually extort money from a major defense contractor. That's a huge problem for them. So it runs the gambit from different verticals, but I'd say healthcare is number one, but most of these um, organizations are impacted one way or another. Mm-hmm. You know, Rich, as you, you gave the example of the uh, hospital and calling the patient room, one thing I, I can't really grasp yet is in that scenario, in that example that you gave, you know, the patient might not tell a nurse or anyone that that they received that call. So how does the hospital know that they're doing that? And that would apply to any business. And so there's the Mutari spam check. And what is that? Well, let me, I'll get into the spam check in, in just a moment. The way we do it is we're looking at those um, calls that are coming in, and we'll look at the caller ID and the called party ID, mm-hmm. plus all, some of that other information that I mentioned. So we know that it's a call coming into a patient room. It's all on the database. So we'll look at it. We'll check that number. We'll see that it's a, a known spammer mm-hmm. or it might be a um, neighbor spoof call, and we'll run it through the CAPTCHA. So we'll, we'll capture and, and, and dump it. In terms of the spam check, 
we have two of those. One is we just, as I mentioned, we just set up the system for the organization. We'll put it in. But some companies don't want to go through, you know, setting up the servers mm-hmm. and going through the programming and all the rest of it. So we can do a, a check against your CDR records. With CDR records, I can actually look and tell you how many robocalls you receive from known robocallers. We can't determine through CDR neighbor spoofing because you have to detect that in real time. Right. That's what the captcha is for. But we can come back and let's say your background rate of robocalls is 15%, 10%. Give us your CDR records. We'll run them through the system. We'll give you a report within a week and we'll tell you exactly how many robocalls you got. Very interesting. That's the part, you know, once the customer puts the spam filter in, I get it. You're, you're going to detect and you're going to know it's the listener that's out there right now that's going, you know, I don't, I don't really think this is a problem for us. I don't think we get that many. I, I don't, I haven't had any reports of uh, spam calls. You know, I suspect there's a lot of businesses out there that an employee gets this call and they think, oh man, there's another one. They hang up. They don't report it to anybody. They just move on. They've been distracted. They've lost 23 minutes to be able to just send them, send you CDR reports um, and you'd be able to, to, to make, some decision about the number of spam known spam callers that come into the enterprise. That's a big deal. And then you're offering to put it in and, and run the check and prove it, right? Absolutely. And you know what? In the last minute that we've been talking, at least a thousand companies have received spam calls. Yes, that's right. Very good. Send, send us your CDR. We'll <laughs> let you know just how many your company received. That's right. Wow. I, this has been very interesting. And I know we've, uh, run a little bit longer than we normally do. But if you've got the time, I've I've got maybe just one more question. Sure. By the way, some of us can find us way into the editing room floor so we can always (laughs) pull stuff out. It could could also be two episodes. (laughs) There there you go. What's available for demo? I mean, if I'm I'm a customer and I want to see it in action, how can it be demoed? All you need to do is have one of your salespeople contact one of our regional managers We'll set up a complete demonstration. We can set it up. It takes, I do this probably five to six meetings a day. We do it in less than 20 minutes. We'll take you through an entire presentation from soup to nuts, and we'll show you a live system. I could even spoof a call, and you can see it blocked in real time. Fantastic. Uh, Rich, thank you very much for supporting the podcast and joining me today. It's been my pleasure. I've really enjoyed this, and uh, maybe we'll get two out of it. <laughs> That's right. Matari's been a valued partner of his calls for a long time. Bob Carr provided tremendous support to us over uh, over several years, and now with your continued growth and territory realignment, we have Jana, and she's been so supportive and helpful and absolutely joy to talk with. Thanks again for all your support today and, and otherwise. Well, Chuck, thank you. We appreciate it, and uh, we love working with your company, and we hope that we can help your customers really overcome the spam problem that they have. That's right. If you would like more information on Mutari solutions, including Spam Filter and other Mutari voice applications or Mutari text or Mutari insights, check out their website where you can read more details, watch a quick video, or schedule a test drive. Of course, as one of their partners, you can always reach out to us here at His Call. As we wrap up this episode of the His Call Technology Podcast and go about our activities for today, 
I'll remind you once again, don't be afraid, only believe. Thanks for taking the time to listen to the His Call Technology Podcast. Subscribe to this podcast so you can stay up to date with today's business communication trends. To learn more about His Call solutions for your business needs or to listen to previous podcasts, visit us at our website, hiscall.com.